Mike O'Shea is with us. He is contemplating my offer of three years and $1.81 million just to talk to me every Monday. Uh, Still waiting. I assume it's through your agent. That'll be handled eventually. Sorry, what were those numbers? Three years, 1.81, just to get a little tick above (laughs) the news from today. We'll see. I I enjoy talking to you on Monday, Tuesday, whatever day it might be. So, you know, it's it's worth it for me to go into my pocket a little bit. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) This is a bye week for you. How, how it's is not this? a bye week. Pardon me. It's a bye week for it's, the team we, doesn't we play this week. Game. Yeah. Well, we it's, it's, it's a bye week. You're not sure. It's not necessarily a week off for you. Not a week off. Grinding the way. Um, the coaches are in working. The players will, you know, they'll get some time and they'll also lift and run and meet. And I'm sure they'll get together too and do team stuff. It'll be perfect. Is the workload this week Similar, different from a week in which you play on a Friday or a Saturday? Is it reduced? Is it more? Is it just focus different? Yeah, it has to be reduced. And you change the focus. You um, maybe look at a bigger picture in terms of things that you haven't been able to get to um, over the course of a tight season, you know. Um, And you, you just try and work on some fundamental stuff. Okay, I like it. 204-780-6868, your uh, questions for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. We should probably talk about the news of the day. It broke early this morning. Uh, the Bombers obviously breaking this morning that Zach Kalaros signed a three-year contract extension through 2025. Uh, your thoughts on Zach being the quarterback of the Bombers for three more years? Yeah, the the organization simply couldn't have done better. You, you can't do better, so... This is terrific news for for the club, for the fans, for for Zach's teammates, and for Zach and his family, as he said. So, um, yeah, we're very fortunate that he's uh, agreed to this. He gets a shot at six straight Grey Cups, which I think is a very nice touch for you guys. That would be an all-time record, beating the Edmonton Elks of the yeah. uh, 70s and 80s. So that's a- Oh, God. <laughs> just, just laying it out there. If yeah. it happens, I'm pulling this clip up four years from now. Yeah. But uh, to your point, like there's a lot of, as fans, we may go grass is greener on the other side with a lot of things, but watching him for 16 games, this I guess 15 games this year, watching him throughout his career, Zach is in a class... I don't know if it's of his own, but among quarterbacks in the Canadian Football League, there's there's no other one I would rather have. Yeah, he's an elite leader, um, also a great teammate. So um, it's it's not just the 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 work ethic, the time he puts in. Um, you know, he makes people around him better. Uh, he makes us better as a coaching staff, obviously. And that leadership piece. There's there's guys that can go out there and and sling it and run around. But um, that position, you you have to lead. When did you know? Uh, I I was on Regina Radio at the time when the trade happened. The Bombers were a win, uh, actually, essentially two wins behind the Riders. And I went, I'm officially concerned about the Bombers now because I thought Zach was, uh, I'm the governor of Kalaris Island. I wasn't sure if you're aware of the election results, but I'm officially on Kalaris Island. When did you know it was going to work? Because I feel like I knew it was going to work right away. When did you really know? Oh yeah, this is this is gonna be good. Zach's gonna Zach's gonna be just just what we would like at a quarterback. Well, he was the only guy that that we could bring in that could make it work. You know, so all those thoughts happen prior to whether we get them or not. When you have those discussions, you 
think about the team dynamic and you believe you've got the pieces in place minus one, let's say, mm -hmm. you need some help at that spot. And you're looking for that guy who can jump onto a very tight team and seamlessly integrate and lead in a way that um, has everybody welcoming him, <laughs> you know. And he was the only guy that could do that. His personality, his character, the way he's built, um, the way he's wired, right? So mm -hmm. he he he's the only guy that could step in in that spot and do it. Was there anything about his play in advance well, of nineteen? Obviously, he can play football. Like, he, but at, at the time, he's very good. no, he's yeah. a very good quarterback. Very, at the time, good. he was he was super elite in fifteen, sixteen. He was recovering from injury. Seventeen, Hamilton was zero and eight when he started. Eighteen, I don't think Chris Jones cares about the offense, so that's a whole thing that may be going on there. When you acquired him, that was not the high point of his career, right? That was probably the lowest point of his career. So there must have been, as an organization, young I just career, feel like... Young career, but we, we got, I, you know, I, we've told this story before. I get a glimpse of Zach in Toronto, and immediately everybody loves him. I mean, he is winning your games coming off the bench for an injured Ricky Ray and... Um, just making it happen. You're talking like back in 2014-ish, like yeah. 2014. Uh, 2014. 13. Like no. many years ago, 12. not recent, not his, not where you acquired him from Toronto, but years ago, yeah, Toronto. Years. Yeah, his yep. rookie year. His rookie year. Just making sure. Yeah. Yeah, his rookie year. He was phenomenal. And he had all those attributes that you would want. So it's just a matter of, you know, he goes to Hamilton and has, and is outstanding. Mm -hmm. And it's football. So things happen, right? It doesn't mean that he's, not outstanding. He just had to, you know, recover a little bit from, you know, getting nicked up, and yeah, and he's right back at it, right? So, yeah, I, I, you know, I just think when you are around a guy like him, most people, it's not. I mean, it's not rocket science. I'm not, you know. Most people will recognize his talents very, very quickly. Right. <laughs> you know, like it's not, it's not, what? We, it's not like we discovered, um, you know, the cure for something. Right. There, everybody sees it and, and you're around him for a minute and you go, wow, okay, I want to, I want to be around this guy more. Yeah. I think there are a lot of players for whom we project talents upon like, Oh, he's got this of this guy. So I'm just going to play. I feel like organizations will go, he's got this. So either I hope he's got the other stuff or I'm just going to say he's, yeah. he's Casey printers, but with consistency. Like, yeah, I think make, if you, if you, you but know, Zach if, is different. If, yeah. you, if you don't spend time with a guy, you're just, you're guessing. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think you have to, you can see some stuff on tape and you can say, oh, yeah, that's that's there. Look at his arm strength or look at this or look at the mobility or look at the decision making. But you got to you got to be around a guy to know him, to see whether or not he's going to lead an organization. Yeah. Right. What's and he certainly can. He has, obviously. I was just I was just scratching out uh, some of the things that I think make Zach elite as a player on the field, because the stuff you talk about behind the scenes, I couldn't possibly know. But I started scratching out qualities that I think Zach is great to the best in the CFL at. What, what stands out most for you? And I'll rip off a few of mine if you want to. But well, yeah, it's hard to say just one. I mean, his 
I think he's so fiercely competitive. Like he wants to, he wants to succeed, and not personally. He wants the team to succeed, and he wants to take the brunt of that responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, that his his preparation is is unbelievable too. It's just, I mean, he. I think he just wants it so bad okay. that he's willing to do all of it, all of it. And now he's naturally gifted and all that stuff. But he he works, you know, whatever they say when you're when your best players are your hardest workers, then it's right. it becomes easy. His his accuracy is is among the best in the league as a passer. He is. Uh, I'm just going back in my database. He's the he's the best at keeping pressure from turning into yeah, sacks. All that stuff. There, obviously, Derek. All that stuff. It's. That stuff's great. It's who he is. For sure. That's what makes that's what makes it special. He it's his magic. Right? It's it's his character. All that stuff other guys can, you know, there's a guy in second or a guy in first and there's a guy in third and a guy in first. You know, so he'll fall into that somewhere along the lines. But it's he, how he's made as a man that you know, I think makes it all work right let's welcome yeah. sorry fin- no, no, yeah good. i was gonna say let's let's uh, welcome in gary is on the phone lines with us again 204-780-6868 uh gary your question for the head coach mike o'shea how you doing guys very good, well good, thank gary. you yeah good uh first of all i think there should be more shout outs for your scouting staff because like a little while ago you lost an all-star cornerback who's gone on to play in the nfl you replace him with a rookie who's just as good you lose the best receiver in the country. You replace him with a rookie who's setting CFL records. It's, it's just incredible. And to see the, the CFL draft that we have keeps turning out uh, diamonds in the rough year after year after year. Yep. Looking Ted, at your offensive line and your defensive line and so on. Ted Govaya and Danny McManus, they they do a great it's job. Incredible. They they work well together and they are they are always working, always. Okay, Mike, Mike, what are the uh, what are the rules regarding the collective bargaining agreement and bye weeks? Are you allowed to practice? Yeah, your first, uh, if you end up with a bye week that falls the first week of the season or the last two weeks of the season, you're allowed to treat them differently than if they fall in between those dates. In between those dates, okay. you got to give them a, a mandatory set number of days off. Um, once again, the, the, they know the, they know the schedule. Um, as soon as the team's made our first team meeting, they have the schedule for the year, right? That last okay. bye week, this 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 week right here is not treated the same. It falls in that period of the last two of the season, and it's to be determined. The guys, the vets that have been here, understand that this is working, right? We're yeah. we're so close now. We only have a very small amount of time left together, and they need to make the most of it. No, that's good. Anyway, congratulations on another great season and looking forward to another great cup parade. <laughs> Gary, I can confirm Coach O'Shea loves it when you say things like that. I do it to him all the time. From the text line, LT wants to know, will Drew Brown stay for three years as a backup? Uh, leads me to ask you, how do you believe uh, Drew Brown, now that you've had a chance to look at it again, how was Drew Brown on I, the weekend? I thought he made some unbelievable plays. I thought he was he was really good. Now, does he want a couple of those show back yet? But there's there's... You know, there's reasons for it. The one where the, you know, the snap was low or, you know, there was a disruption in the timing of the throw. That's one of those things you just got to learn from, right? That if the timing's off, 
you probably can't take that throw, right? Go somewhere else with it, right? You have to – that's something that I don't know that he'll ever make that mistake again. Yeah. Right? He's he's good enough that he'll never make that mistake again, I bet you. So, um, you know, he, he – he led our team and put ourselves in a position to to uh, have an opportunity, right? Which is which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Start. So yeah, I, I asked him about the interception. On it was ruled at the time. I don't know if it still is a fumbled snap by Couture, and I asked him about that. And he's and he was first thing out of his mouth was that's not Michael's fault. There's no way that's Michael's fault. I have to, and then proceeded to take blame for everything that happened after that. And I was left going, yeah, that's kind of the answer I would like to hear from from the quarterback of the team I root for. So, yeah, that was it, not his fault. I should have done different. Okay, I like that. That was that was good. He he bounced back from the last interception, put you guys down two scores, uh, boom, right back down the field. Yep. Here you go. And that's, that's I'll fantastic. Draw, that's fantastic. Well, yeah. and I'll draw equivalencies to Dalton Schoen fumbling what I think was his first catch in, in the Ottawa game and then bouncing right back. And Dalton Schoen's now an all-world player. So uh, a lot of things to like about the Drew Brown performance that I'm sure we will get into. Chuck is with us on the line. Chuck, thanks for your call. Uh, your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Yeah. Hello. Hello, Hi, Chuck. Chuck. How's it going? Yeah, I just uh, wanted to say I'm really glad that you have uh, brought a winning uh, team to Winnipeg. We haven't seen that for a while. So, yeah, I just uh, wanted to say uh, congratulations there. So, thank you. Thanks for the call, Chuck. Chuck, appreciate you being with us at 204-780-6868. Let's welcome in John on the phone line. John, your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Uh, I've got a couple comments, actually. Uh, first of all, uh, Legio and uh, those long kicks, uh, those are pretty long kicks to make, two of them anyways, of the three that he missed. Uh, but uh, what impresses me with him is the way he, when there's a missed kick, the way he comes back and, uh, for instance, on the first one, he's the one that uh, stopped Williams. Uh, I thought that was pretty Im- impressive. What goes into the decision of... Uh, letting him kick for a field goal or to just uh, send it away. And the other comment I wanted to make was uh, the offensive line I thought did pretty good. That Dobson, he also did a pretty good uh, move, uh, shoestring tackle of sorts. The chop. Yeah, the chop of Terry Williams. We were raving about it during the game, John. That was incredible. Yeah, yeah. it was. It was beautiful. Yeah, anytime you get an old lineman that, that – um, makes a play like that. I mean, the, the, the players, his teammates go nuts for it. They love it. You know, it, you expect that kind of effort. Um, mm-hmm. And then when his effort gets rewarded with the result where he brings down a, a very skilled returner, it's pretty cool. Um, with with legs, I said post-game, I, I trotted him out there. Two of them were, were right, you know, just past the zone that we had um, sort of agreed upon prior to the game, you know, after the warm-up. And I thought I'd just give him a shot to, to kick him. And they were, to me, they were bang on down the middle. And um, he felt good about the, uh, I think, about two of the kicks. He was felt very good about them, right? So um, it's not a bad thing, I think, at that point um, to, to let him go out there and bang him. And, and uh, obviously he hopes for a different result, and so, so do we. But I got a lot of faith in him. 
they looked like they were right down the middle. There yeah, they no were. They were with that. Yeah. I, I was just wondering too. Was it uh, your your decision on that? Was it uh, partly due to the fact that the game didn't really count for our positioning in the playoffs? Or no, we're trying to win the game. Well, I yeah. kind of figured so, but yeah. Yeah, we're trying to, we, you know, our, we we get in a position where we're right on that field goal line, and I'd like to, you know, go out there and try a field goal, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I thought it, I thought it was a great game, like considering how many uh, replacements were in there, and 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 two or three minutes left in the game, and we're only down by six points. Like, wow. I thought it was a great game. They're, they're starters. They're weak. They were week oh, seventeen yeah. starters. <laughs> John, right. thank you for your call, man. I appreciate you giving us a shout. Thanks, John is with us uh, on the phone line at 204-780-6868. Legio had a shot from 53 yards just before halftime because uh, we commented on it at the time and asked you about it in the postgame show. I just wanted to highlight it again. Retta Cramdy picks up an absolute screamer of a kickoff. Yeah. Which that's that's how that play is supposed to go. They tried to squib it. Well, if they kick it deep, it's not going to look like that, obviously. But if they they squib it, yeah, let's... Why would we let it go back to the returner? Um, like, why would we let it travel another 20, 25 yards or whatever it's going to go then to pick up the ball and run forward 25 yards? And, you know, whereas you get instant field position right there. Yeah. No, I just think that's, yeah. I mean, that's a hot shot to third base. Like, that's. Yeah, but a- there's lots of time. There's, there's a natural separation between the front, the, the would be tacklers from BC and Retta fielding at 20, 25, whatever number of yards away he was. Would he? Was he in the front line or the second line? Second. I think he was okay, second. so he's not 10 yards away then? No. No, no, he's further. We don't even line up 10 yards away. We line up further for, back yeah. than that. So Okay. So yeah. whatever, there's, there's an element of time that says even if he bats it down and mishandles it, he can still get on it and be in great field position. Yeah. But, you know, the, these are pro athletes. They're going to, they're going to, either handle the ball cleanly and if they don't they're not going to panic they're just going to pick up the ball or get on the ball right? yeah that's what they're going to do i'm, I'm probably so. forever shaped by troy westwood ringing it off the front guy in the line of a toronto argos game yep. way back when that i go yep. that ball is probably coming pretty hot and i just i thought it was a, ni- a nice play and gave you guys the opportunity for three points but, uh john at DT on OB wants to know, do you like the ability to offer guaranteed money to guys in the last year of their contract that of course new in the cba this season do you think it's it's good well anything that'll help um players stay in one spot could be beneficial now whether it turns out that that's what'll happen will you know that remains to be seen but the one-year deals were tough um it yeah that kind of movement is is tough right i think it's tough on fans and and organizations so anything you can do to help players stay in one place a little longer is better yeah fans players family like you could be here one year gone the next year somewhere else the year after playing football can be a hard life oh, like no any, any no sport doubt. where any any job i don't want to just say football but any job where you'd be in one city one year and then working with all new people the next year just trying to do the thing you love could be a very, very hard life. 204-780-6868 for your texts and calls. Uh, we should talk about, uh, it's a rule we all kind of learned for sure in the game in BC. Uh, a minute six left, down eight points. You guys kick off. Uh, Terry Williams, 
goes over to get the ball. The ball's near the sideline, steps a foot out of bounds, picks up the ball, and we all... I thought, oh, that's going to be illegal participation. Uh, what Williams knew, what you knew, was that's going to be ruled an illegal kickoff out of bounds. Is that has that been the rule for a yeah, long? I don't know how long it's been a rule. Um, when I played and when I first started coaching, I never even never heard of that rule. No coach at my time, uh, no coach ever talked about that that I can recall. Um, now I wasn't a returner, but. I never. I don't know that I ever remember seeing anyone do it. And we had piles of American special teams coaches. Right? This wasn't. Yeah, that certainly wasn't uncommon. Um, so yeah, it's. Uh, it. I guess it's a rule. Um, you know, it's somewhere, and he executed it uh, to its fullest. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was. It's a uh, for for a player to actually make that decision and make that play right then and there and save them that many yards. Cause it could be a different game. If he, if he doesn't do that, if he just picks it up and tries to return it right now, we'll end up with a little less time on the clock, but we would probably, if we two and out him like the defense did, we probably end up on their side of half, you know, or around half midfield. Well, with, with, with the way Janarian was returning the football, with, he could end up in the end zone well, too. Well, that, but we certainly end up with a shot to yeah. the end zone with the time we would have had left. Yeah. Which is, it, like I said, it would have been a little less, but I bet you we could have had two plays, probably from midfield, which would be your chance of success is certainly improved compared to the field position we had. So now everybody knows that's the rule because it, it happened. It's, well, we, should we expect to see it more often? Like, do, do you believe? I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> you said in the postgame show, you don't, it's, you know, it's the rule. It's the rule. You don't necessarily like the rule. Yeah, but there's lots of rules I don't like. So oh yeah, yeah. But, you, you know that yeah, that's um, I shouldn't say that. I actually I, I really shouldn't. I should retract that. I love the CFL game. I you know there are so many nuances and rules in our game that make it unique and uniquely Canadian and make it our game. I I don't like this rule, and that's you know that's what it is. I hate single points. We all have the rules we hate. Nah, we, you can't hate single points. I this hate is, the rules. Right. With, oh my, come God. on. We can't even. That's no, for, we don't even go. That'll be there. for another day. But we no, all have rules. We're not going there. About no, the no, we're, no, no. We all have. <laughs> we all have rules. We don't particularly. We're not yeah. in love with, and that's that's totally fair. But we overall, we we love the game. I, I didn't like the rule before. Uh, before Terry, Terry would use it, I, I've never really liked the rule. But we we coach it to our. You know, Paul Boudreau coaches it to our returners mm-hmm. for sure because it is. You know. Just because you don't like it doesn't mean you can't use it. <laughs> well, you, know? you get the ball at your fifty, like yeah. you plus well plus thirty yeah. from the kickoff, so that's immediate yeah. great field position. Mm-hmm. If it, if it goes that way, with one oh six left in the game, um, what led you to that play as opposed to a traditional onside kick? Well, we were still gonna have time left. You know, the I think the onside kick recovery rate is something like six percent or eight percent or not even that yeah in one i had i went back and looked at them all that i could one day and no when they know it's coming it's 15 percent. it's very low yeah so very low i and so the way the clock was and i think if i would have managed the timeout a little better before the three minute warning we could have had a little bit more time than that so either way the defense you know sorry that way the defense has to stop them and you believe your defense is going to stop them we're going to end up with good field position um, you try the onside if they don't get it. Now, you're not going to, even if you get the ball back, you're, they're either going to score points or you're not going to be in the field position 
and the time the time's still going to be down anyway. Yeah. So this was just a way to try and capture the field position because you're going to end up with the same amount of time possibly. Yeah, kickoff from your own, onside kick from your own thirty. They get the ball at midfield at worst. At worst, yeah, and they might or get it. They 50, might get it at your, at your forty. 40 yeah, in which Sean White is probably just going to bang one through because right he's missed two kicks all two year. Points. So interesting. Now, yeah. if the clock doesn't work in your favor, you have to go for the onside regardless. But yeah, the clock. We're still going to end up with time left. So I was, I was looking. Uh, I was just looking that the the median time uh, for a kickoff down one score. The past however many years I tracked was like forty something seconds. So you had a you had a bunch of time compared to that. You had over sixty seconds compared to that. Yeah, because the clock's not going to start on their uh, the change of possession, so they can only really kill as long as you stop them. They can only kill, I don't know, forty six seconds plus the plays, like the punt, the length of time for the punt, right? Which is going to take up more time. It's a long special teams play, so um, yeah, under twenty, right, is what you figure. Yeah, because you're you're then it's yeah. it, if you're going to an onside kick in a we have to get it and they know it's coming situation, you have to be pretty. Yeah, you to, you're out of other options. The trick is right? to try not to allow yourself is to try and figure out the clock prior to that happening. Right. You know. Yeah. Once again, I could have been better with my timeout. In prior to the three minute warning. Right. Yeah. I don't know if everybody knows, but you're only allowed one timeout after the three-minute warning, right? Correct, correct. So when you, you took a timeout with 327, whatever it was, just before the three-minute warning, mm-hmm. because you only can have that one. I should, you probably should use both. Oh, interesting. You okay. Know, you should probably use both before the three-minute warning. Then you don't have an opportunity to challenge either, but yeah. depending on your challenge success or what you believe is going to – they look at more They look at more after the three-minute warning probably. Yeah. Um, but there's also easier ways to stop the clock, to, to control the clock. You know, it's not running after a run play. It runs on the on the whistle, you know, whereas outside the three, it can just run. <laughs> you change personnel. You know, the other team can change personnel, and it'll just keep running. So there's more opportunities to save it prior to the three-minute. Speaking of under three, uh, this is something I didn't do a great job of describing in the game, although – uh, I was 90% I was on the rule, but I thought it might just be the end of the game. Derek is on the text line, wants to know, after the three-minute warning in the first half, we took a time count violation. Why was it 10 yards and not five yards? Because that's the rule. Yeah, exactly. After, yeah. After, after, the, th- after the three, except on converts, after the three, it's a, uh, it's a loss of down, 10 or 10-yard 10 uh, penalty, except for converts where it's all, always five. Yeah, and that, it, when we were calling the game, I was I thought to myself, is that only the three minutes at the end of the game that it's ten yards? So I didn't do a great job of describing uh, to Derek who texted in. But yeah, you have the the team not viol team B whatever can choose ten yards or loss of down. Yeah, so unless it's third, third down, down, in which case, 10 yards, yeah. 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 So that's Derek. That's that would be why it was a ten yard one. I apologize for not getting that during the uh, during the game itself, but uh, I will have it uh, from now on. Along with the kickoff rule. Along with the illegal participation rule, because uh, there was a play with Rashid who went out of bounds and they just ruled it incomplete, and I kind of wondered why. Oh, okay, now I now I know why. Along with the ineligible player or eligible players, players in eligible numbers who play ineligible positions on special teams need to be reported to the official, and you can't. Th- it was you see these rules and then they you, you kind of you learn them as you go. It's it's fun. You know them already. We get to learn them as fans. It's. Uh, Football is a strange game, a lot of strange games. And then we try to figure where all these rules came from in the beginning. Coach, what did you think of Janarian Grant 
in this game. Yeah, he was spot on. I mean, he almost broke a, the, the first one. He was very close on. Um, and then, yeah, he's, he's electric. He really had it going. He really had it going on. Yeah, both returners it, apparently. <laughs> I don't. I don't remember. Terry Williams. Yeah, had a, had the uh, long what ninety yards off the missed field goal. But Janarian uh, Grant, his third touchdown of the season. Terry is with us on the phone lines. Terry, thanks for your call. Your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hi, Mike. Um, long time season ticket holder. I've got a question going back to the Edmonton game. Um, Ed Ganey was spending a lot of time at the bomber sideline talking to the bomber players. The refs had to keep dragging him away. Uh, is there not a penalty available on something like that? Yes, there is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Objectionable conduct. They were all over it this year, and that one they just decided. I, I don't know. They they If they can defuse the situation, they want less penalties. Um, okay. You know, but Ed Ed's a character, uh, and well, I realized, yeah, I realized yeah, that. And uh, you know, whatever fun they were having, it um, I think it wore the officials out a little bit, but not enough to warrant a flag. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, good, good, good luck uh, rest of the way, and we'll be watching for you. Thanks for the support. Appreciate it. Thank Th- you. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate Bye. you giving us a call at 204-780-6868. Steve is online too. Steve, welcome to the show. Your question for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Good evening. Uh, uh, my my question for Coach O'Shea is: uh, I just tuned in just a little while ago. I had to work late. Um, are all the starters going to be playing in the game uh, against BC here in Winnipeg? I don't know. That's a, <laughs> Steve. That's a that's a big question for Tuesday. Two. How many days do we have till we play? A long time. Yeah, Friday, what is it, next so Friday? 10 so, days, yeah. 10 days at least, 11? 10 or 11 days? Yeah, we won't know that. We won't know our roster until the day before the game. So. Is there anybody uh, banged up or injured right now? Yeah, there's guys that are working hard to get back. We we should have some players available to us um, that, that weren't available in uh, this past game. So, uh, once again, the roster is pretty fluid this time of year. you got to... You know, you're just trying to put together the. You got a lot of choices to to put guys on the field and have a chance to win for sure. Well, I would like to see the starters play again, and uh, I hope the ones that are banged up will will get healed up quickly for this game against uh, BC. Uh, anyways, coach, I wish you good luck in the game that's that's going to be coming up here and uh i hope uh we have a really interesting game thank you yeah, thank you very much appreciate it steve with us on the phone line uh you said getting some players back any any players who've been out more than a week that might be coming back i don't know yet mm-hmm. uh, i'm hoping there's a, there's a lot of a lot of good players uh I'm, I'm hoping come back but then there's a lot of good players already playing so i I'm falling right into how you want me to talk about stuff. This is great. I've, I've, it's just taken me a year to kind of catch up to where you're at. Uh, we talked about Janari and the return teams. Uh, wh- where do you believe the coverage teams are at? I pull out some some numbers about rankings in the league-wise, but kick kick coverage, punt coverage, where do you believe you're at? Uh, working on it. Yeah, I believe we can be better. I think there's some things that we can do in this next couple of weeks to to help us out for sure. Um, and I know we've got the right guys that absolutely 
you know, want to limit all the returners. You know, they're not going out there saying, oh, we're okay. We can let them have 12, you know, just not 15. Yeah. You know, they're, they're you know, they, they lay it on the line to, to make it happen. Obviously, Janarian's a very talented returner, but the blocking that takes hold on plays that Janarian makes, you know, scores touchdowns or makes big returns on, it's the same guys that are running down, you know, working to tackle the returner. So they're good players. You know, we've got the guys to do it. Um, we have to be a little more disciplined maybe in our assignments. We have to be a little more aware. we got to tackle better. But um, these are all things that we can we can easily work on for sure. Uh, I, I, I like our special teams units. They're They're good. <laughs> There were a lot of guys that we noticed uh, got snaps off in that game. Brady Oliveira, Adam Big Hill, I don't remember seeing in the second half. Uh, Evan Holm, as Brandon Alexander went down to the field side halfback spot. Uh, a lot of guys who got a lot of rest in that game. All those were by design? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I remember Kolonkowski got of... injured when he got rolled yeah. up on. I don't yeah. remember anybody else being injured in that yeah. game. That was That was how you wanted it to play out. Well, we knew we were going to move some pieces around. And, and give guys opportunities in different spots. And I think it's the right thing to do this time of year to have um, a good look at somebody in a different spot to see how their versatility will, will help during uh, the next little while. Okay. Uh, the Brady Oliveira one caught me because you may, you may know I'm a big fan of numbers and, and round numbers. Is there any value to the team, to Brady, of him getting 1,000 yards this season? Is there any way in which that would be not necessarily a priority, but on the list of things we'd like to get for Brady? Well, uh, you certainly understand that it'd be a source of pride for the O-line and for Brady and, and the offense. Yep, no doubt that would be something that they would be proud of. Um, it's certainly not something that we write down as a goal for the season is to have a 1,000-yard rusher. That doesn't it doesn't work like that in, in a team. Sure. <laughs> but once you know sport. it's in reach and you know it would be meaningful to some extent to the people you talk about, mm-hmm. does it become a consideration um, in, how you, in how you approach, say, the final two games? I would say not much of one at all. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's, I, I always just kind of think of that. I mean, it'd be nice – It'd be nice if Dalton broke the all-time touchdown record for rookies and the all-time yardage record for rookies, and it'd be nice if Zach threw for six thousand yards, and it'd be nice if. I, I think these guys really like winning. And it's <laughs> not pro- to say it's not to say that it, the two are mutually exclusive. Yeah, I mean you can break records and win, and obviously the better our running game is, the more games we're going to win, and the more touchdowns Dalton catches, the chances are the more we're going to win. Yeah, but I believe if you ask these guys what they think is important, winning. Oh, and yeah, yeah. No one will dispute that. But uh, guys wear chains with their own numbers on them too, right? They, they <laughs> not Dalton Show. No, no, not Dalton Show. But some dudes do. Uh, final one for you. Did you see Alex Singleton had 19 tackles? He also played 93 snaps. Did he really? Yeah. Oh my god. You're on the field that much. I mean, they had, they, I was I was made aware of that, and then I was told they they went went into overtime. I didn't know they went into overtime. Yeah. But you play 93 snaps as a middle linebacker. You better make some tackles. 
That's a quarter of the tackles in the game. And sure. one off the NFL record is the reason I asked. Yeah. 19 solo yeah, no, tackles. He's, he's a good player. He was a good player here, and he's been a good player down there. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, congratulations to him. That is a that is a real day's work there. Uh, coach is back with us next Tuesday will be the next Coach's Show, and then Friday against the BC Lions in the final game of the regular season, of course, right here on 680 CJOB. Coach, thanks so much. Thank you. He's the head coach, Mike O'Shea, the Coach's Show on 680 CJOB.